Choose joy. I like that, don't you? It's good to see everybody today. We're glad that you're here. And we are in a series right now called It's Time. Hopefully you received a handout when you walked in. And I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take the handout out. How's that? And it's time for us to choose joy. How appropriate it was that Zane brought up the subject of joy. That's what we're speaking of today. But I want to tell you that um, if you have a smartphone and you have uh, accessibility to apps, there is something called The Chosen. The Chosen. You need to get that app. The first four videos are free, and it's about the life of Christ when he first started his ministry. Um, it's, it's a series that's going to continue on, and it is done. I, I'm telling you, it's A-plus work so far, what I've seen. It's called The Chosen. You can download it for free. The first four videos uh, what I saw was uh, free. I don't know how much it cost after that, but go ahead and get your freebies. How many like free stuff? Besides the pastor, I love free stuff. Amen. So let's talk about some joy today. Uh, our scripture that we are camped out at is Matthew chapter 3 and verse 2, and it says, repent. And of course, in our culture, repent sometimes has this negative feeling to it because we see the guy on the street saying, repent, or go to hell. And that's, that's not really what this word is saying. And, and this is Jesus who's speaking. His message was just like John the Baptist. And repent means a mind change. Everyone say a mind change. Yeah, that, that's what repentance is. Why? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we're going to have a mind change, and we realize that the Lord is near to us. And aren't you glad he is still Emmanuel? Can I get a great big amen? Amen. So he's close. He's near. He's not far away. In fact, he's right there in front of you. In fact, the Bible says in his presence, there is a completeness and a fullness of joy. And God has promised you joy. And I want to share with you, even on our worst days, that we can have joy. Look at Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. It says, do not grieve. Don't be sad. Why? For the joy of the Lord is your strength. The great thing about that is we have access to that, like Zane was saying. We're going to talk about this. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever had your joy stolen away? Raise your hand. Ever had your joy stolen away? I've had my joy stolen away. I've been to the dentist. And I've had my joy taken away. You know what I'm talking about. You, you get in that waiting area and you can hear it. It's faint, but you can hear that drill. That's about this big. And, you, and it's that high-pitched sound. You know what I'm talking about? And it steals your joy. And it gets worse because it makes that sound. And then they scrape. Every tooth in your mouth. And they they don't give up. They don't give up till they're finished. Torturing you. But you know what? Once you leave, your joy comes back. I don't have to go back for six more months. Praise God. And I want to tell you that sometimes on earth, there are certain things that will promise you joy, won't it? I mean, you see it. And and the Bible says sin is fun for a season, but it ends up in death. And that's not the kind of joy that we want. We don't want the world's joy. 
that's going to end up in a death in something. But we want the joy of the Lord. And today I, I want to give you three theological truths about joy. And here's the first one. If you have a pen, I want you to go ahead and let's fill out uh, some of the empty spaces here in your handout. Here's the first one. Joy comes knowing that God has a plan for my life. Knowing that God has a plan for my life. And we touched on this last week, but this is very simple, but at the same time, it's very difficult at the same time. If you don't know how God made you and why God made you and what he put you on earth to do, then everything else that comes in your life will try to define you. And normally it's negative stuff. It's, it's like the pain, the events that happened, the, maybe the circumstances that happened, or maybe it's the problems, and they, they try to define you. I want to tell you, everybody faces pain. Everybody. Everybody faces pain. But when you have your purpose, it's the purpose that prevails in the middle of the pain. This happened with Jesus. In fact, in Hebrews 12, the Bible tells us that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. How do you endure a crucifixion with joy? Because he saw it would bring you and I salvation this very day. I I love that about him, don't you? Because he endured the cross so that we could be saved. And that's what he wants for you. And this is what I want for you, to have this assurance. And this, when you are stepping and walking in your purpose, there might be situations and problems, but you can still have joy. Let's look at Psalm 16. Psalm 16, starting with verse number 5. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. So what is he saying? I have everything I need. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. So what he's talking about there is his assignment. My assignment in 2020 is Round Rock, Texas at Life Church. This is my pleasant places. Let's keep reading on. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night. My heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And that's when everything else is a whole lot of shaking going on, Elvis Presley. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue, what? Let's say it together. Rejoices. My body also, what? Will rest secure. In other words, you're going to sleep better at night when you are fulfilling in, in your purpose. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. And some of you, you need to find out what your path is. You need to find out what that purpose is. You will fill me with joy. Everyone say joy. Joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Some of you know who Rick Warren is, but his wife's name is Kay. She wrote a book about joy, and she says this. Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. He's in control of all the details of my life. So joy comes 
when you realize and you know and you walk in your purpose, why God made you, how he made you, what he had planned for you. But joy also comes, and here's a second way. Joy comes when you are certain that God will work it out. God will work it out. Not only does he have a plan, but if the plan has some problems around it, he has a way of working it, and you can still have joy when he's working on it. Look at 1 Peter 1 and 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him. And notice this. And because you believe in him, you are filled with inexpressible and glorious what? Joy. There's that word again. Because God is going to work it out. Even when things go wrong and bad. I've given this illustration a couple years ago, but I feel it's important to, to share it with you again. There was an African king, and he had a positive friend that he took hunting with him. And when, they, when the king said, hey, positive friend, let's go hunting, he said, this is good. So they went hunting, and his friend loaded the king's gun, but he did it incorrectly, and, and something happened where it malfunctioned, and it blew off the king's thumb when he fired the trigger. And his friend said, this is good. And the king said, no, this is not good. My thumb is missing. And he put him in jail. And about a year later, the African king decided he would go hunting again. This time, he found himself in an area that was dangerous, where there were cannibals. And they caught the African king. They tied him to a post, and they were getting ready to burn him at the stake because... He looked delicious to them until, until they noticed he didn't have a thumb. And they were superstitious. And they would not eat anything that was not complete. So they let him go. Well, the king felt remorse. This African king felt so bad because he had his friend in prison for a whole year. So the king went to his positive friend and said, I am sorry that you were here in prison and his positive friend says, this is good. He said, how can you say that this is good that you have been in prison? And his positive friend said, well, if I had been with you. And he didn't need to say anything else. <laughs> if you had not locked me up, I would have been with you. This is not a good thing. So there are times when prison times of life. There are times when you feel bound and locked up, but this is good. This is good. Why? Because God's going to do something positive in your life. Kay Warren also says this, joy is the quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. Some of you old timers, you'll remember the song. We used to sing this song that says, I've got a feeling Everything's going to be all right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you go, I got a feeling I, I need a new church. Well, no, you, you need, what you need is some joy. That's what you need is some joy. I love that. Quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right. 
Positive people have joy, even in the worst situations. And here's the third thing I want you to get. Joy comes when you have purpose and when, when you're walking in it. Number two, when you know that God's going to work everything out. And number three, joy comes when I choose it. When I choose joy. We think that joy is supposed to find us. Oh, no, you, you have to go find joy. It's, it's not a matter of fact. It's a matter of choice. I know it's raining outside, but I choose to be joyful today. This is the day the Lord has made. I will what? Rejoice and I'll be glad. Look at Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, some of us have joyce, but we need rejoice. We need to rejoice in the Lord. And, and he goes on to say, and I will say it again. And just five words later, he feels like he needs to remind us. Rejoice. Everyone say rejoice. That's right. Some of you are going to find your joy in service today, but tomorrow on Highway 35, you're going to need to rejoice in the Lord always. Can I get a witness? This is a choice we make. Now, if you've ever had children, you have seen a very, very important video series. A very, very important. It's called Winnie the Pooh. And in Winnie the Pooh, there are characters in there that actually are, it, it is an example of human emotion. You've got Piglet, don't you? And he's, he's neurotic. You know, he's like, he's always, he's, his lips are always doing this, this kind of thing. He's like, he's, he's just real nervous. And then you have a know-it-all owl that nobody wants to be around, the know-it-all owl. And then you have a smart alley kangaroo. Do you know any smart alleys? He's a... <laughs> And then you have this naive bear that just kind of wanders around, doesn't he? Looking for more honey. And then there's a donkey. There's a donkey. He is so depressing. Every time you say he is depressed about something, he'll say, where's my hat? And somebody will say, it's on top of your head. And he'll say, never mind, I'll look for it myself. And he's always talking negative. He's always talking slow. But there is one character. There is one character in Winnie the Pooh that will change the scene when he enters. You know what his name is? I heard it. Tigger. Everyone say Tigger. That's right. He comes in bouncing in every situation, and he starts singing this song. He brings joy to everybody. In fact, he sings this. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms are made out of springs. They're bouncy, trouncy, flouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. Yes, I'm the only one. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Stop. No, don't stop. No, don't stop. Now, that's Tigger. In fact, all of us should get a ceramic tigger and put it on our desk at work to remind us this is how we should be. When we come into the situation, we can bring some joy in it. I've got joy like a river, and it's just flowing out of my being. Bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Fun, 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 fun. Yeah. So when you ask Tigger, you want to go pick some apples? You know what he says? Sure, that's what Tiggers do best. You want to go ice skating? Sure, that's what Tiggers do best. 
We need to be like that when people come to us. Because why? Well, we've got the Spirit of God inside of us. He's changed us. He's, he's made us so different than how we used to be. And now we've got joy because we choose it. Now, I know there's some Christians that would love to come into the situation. and They're the donkey or they're the, they're the kangaroo. They, they, they might be the naive bear. I don't know what you might be, but I'm going to ask you to be a tigger. I'm going to ask you to have the joy. Choose it. Your night might be bad, but this is what I do best. I'm a Christian, and I choose to hand out some joy. I choose joy. Kay Warren also says this. Joy is the determined choice. Notice this. Joy is the determined choice to praise God in all things. Praise God in all things. So it's time to choose joy. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 11. This commandment I'm commanding you today isn't too much for you. In other words, it's not too hard. It's not out of your reach. It's not on a high mountain. You don't have to get mountaineers to climb the peak and bring it down to your level and explain it to you before you can live it. And it's not across the ocean. You don't have to send sailors out to get it, to bring it back and then explain it before you can live it. No. Notice this. The word is right here and now. Say that with me. The word is right here and now. Let's say it again. The word is right here and now. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as near as the heart in your chest. Just do it. Nike didn't come up with that. God did. Just do it. Look what I've done for you today. I've placed in front of you life and good, death and evil. And I command you today, love God, your God, walk in His ways. Keep His commandments, regulations and rules so that you will live, really live, live exuberantly. Blessed by God, your God, in the land you are about to enter and possess. But I warn you, if you have a change of heart and refuse to listen and obediently and willingly go off and serve and worship other gods, you will most certainly die. You won't last long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. Let's say that together. Choose life so that you and your children, this goes on for generations, so that you and your children will live. There are blessings in this when you Walk in his presence when you obey his commands. And there are three ways that the Apostle Paul shows us that we can do this. And I want you to get this because we're going to be looking at Philippians. And Paul, actually, he's, he's recording his bad days in Scripture. But he always talks about joy, even in his bad days. The joy book of the Bible is actually Philippians. He writes this in prison, waiting for his head to be cut off. And he writes about joy. I think that's amazing. Even in prison, he's able to get letters written 
to other people, and people are writing him letters about the gossiping of other ministries. It could have polluted him, and he didn't let it happen. He chose to have joy, and this is how he did it. Number one, choose to look beyond what happened. Choose to look beyond what happened. Yeah, bad things happened this, this past year. Yeah, there were some really bad things, but choose to look beyond. This is not going to define me. This is not who I am. I'm better than what happened to me in 2019. Come on, some. I'm preaching to somebody. You got to choose to look beyond what happened to you. Some of us like to waller in what happened to us, don't we? Now, and, and I'm not trying to belittle your pain. I, I, and it does take a little time to, to pull up your bootstraps and to, to get back up again. But don't stay there. Look beyond what happened. This is what Paul did. Look at Philippians 1 and 12. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. He took the bad situation and he made something good out of it. Whatever was bad, whatever happened to me, has actually served to advance the gospel. And it's the good thing that this happened to him because he got to write Ephesians and Colossians. He's, he's writing the books of the Bible that we have today because he went to prison. So the good things were still happening even in the bad what was going in his life. Waiting for his head to be cut off, he chose to look beyond What happened to him? And here's the second thing. Choose to find new opportunities. Choose to find new opportunities. So we're going to look beyond what happened. We're not going to belittle that. Yeah, that hurt. It was awful. It was bad. But we're not going to stay there. We're going to look beyond. But number two, we're going to choose to find new opportunities. New opportunities. I, I like that, don't you? Not only did he get writing done, he was trying to win people... All these jailers trying to win them to Jesus Christ, trying to get them saved. Look at Philippians 1 and 13. As a result of his bad day, it has come clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of my chains, now he's he's looking for new opportunities, Most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Good things, new opportunities. He's winning these jailers. In fact, uh, history tells us in, in some of the writings of that time that they had to change out these jailers every hour because... Paul, and this is what the writings say, it's not in our Bible, but the writings say that he was winning them to the Lord so much they wanted to keep changing him out so he didn't have enough time to win them to God. Even in prison, waiting to die, he was looking for new opportunities. And some of you, now is your chance. You've got, you're now in 2020. Now you're going to have new opportunities to choose to have some joy. And one of the things I think that is important is that we remember that we should be marked by God. How? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible says. You know, what is Paul doing? 
Well, he's making lemonade out of lemons. That's what he's doing. So I want to encourage you to find new opportunities. Yeah, that happened. I'm in jail, but I'm going to find new opportunities. And here's the last one I want to share with you is to look beyond what happened, find new opportunities, and this last one, choose to focus on what really matters. Focus on what really matters. Philippians 1 and 15. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerity, supposing they could stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. Can you imagine trying to stir up trouble while the the Apostle Paul is in prison? He says this, but what does it matter? I've had to tell myself this this week. What does it matter? You know what he's saying? Forget about it. Just, just forget about it. You say, well, Pastor, that's, that's hard to do. I, I get it. There are some things in life that are really hard to forget about. But Paul's saying, what does it matter? Why would you want to stay in that pool of sorrow? Why would you want to stay where all this negativity is when you can get out of that? Come on, somebody. And focus on what really matters. I've got children I want to, I want to bring to God's house. I've got coworkers I want to be I want to see them saved so badly. You, you see what I'm saying? You you can stay in that if you want to, but you have the choice. You have to choose it. You have to choose it or lose it. How's that for anointing? You got to choose joy. You choose it. it it's not going to come running to you. You got to run to it. In fact, what what did God say? Come close to me and I will what? You, you got to make the first step. You come close to me and I will come close to you. He, wa- he wants to know that you're serious. Come on, somebody. Forget about it. But what does it matter? Let's read on. The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, notice what he says. Because of this, if... if People are trying to stir up trouble while I'm in prison, waiting for my head to be cut off. Christ is preached, and because of this, because Christ was preached, what did he say? I rejoice. Let's say it together. I And then he goes on. Yes, and I will continue. Wow. I will continue to rejoice. You've got to focus on what really matters. There's a pastor that gave this illustration, and I think it's a good illustration, that his mother-in-law, his mother-in-law was just a positive person. Nothing ever got her down. 
She, she just, and when, when, when somebody would tell her something negative, she'd go, Pfft. You ever notice people that do that? Try it. Just try it. Go, Pfft. Now, wipe off the spit from the back of your head from the person behind you. Everyone knows, and, and she, she would go, it doesn't matter. Well, they said this about you. It doesn't matter. Have you ever met somebody like that? It's just, they're constantly, it doesn't matter. So she got a phone call. She found out that in, in years gone back, she got a phone call, and uh, they, they said, your son uh, was skipping school. And when she answered the phone, they said, hey, your son's skipping school. And she goes, Ah, it's okay. Everybody needs a day off every once in a while. <laughs> Just hung up the phone. Nothing could get her down. No, nothing. Don't you wish you had a mama like that? <laughs> some of you never skipped a day in your life, and some of you, well, never mind. Nothing would get her down. And, and I know we're human beings, and I know, I, I know pain comes, and I, I'm not trying to belittle the pain that comes in our life because... We all, we all get some pain. We all, in fact, the Bible says, in this world, you'll have trouble. Justin, would you come? In this world, there, there's going to be some pain. But he said, take heart. Take heart. I've overcome the world. And, and now, it's up to us about this joy. It's up to us if we want to look to see what really matters. It's up to us if we choose to accept it it's up to us to to walk in our purpose and it's it's up to us to look for new opportunities god i'm I'm here in this place i've i've gone from this place to this place now what's what's my opportunities what am i going to do now and and when you are in his presence and when you focus on him and when you just continue to just sing praise in the midst of all that's going on, the good thing is this, is that you'll, you'll be in the presence of joy because that's what he is. He is joy. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. Today, I, I pray that you choose joy. I pray that you choose it. I pray you're not Eeyore, and I pray you're not Piglet, and I pray you're not the owl. I, I pray you're a Tigger, and that you just go everywhere. Just You say, well, Pastor, that I can't do that. That's not me. Well, why don't you try? Why don't you try? Why don't you, if you can't afford a porcelain figure of Tigger, just print you out a picture of it and put it at your work desk, and when you get those phone calls, and you know what I'm talking about, those phone calls that come, Maybe you need to put it on the dash of your car when you get those calls that come in or your truck and say, you know what? The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. And I choose to have joy. Would you stand with me and let's pray. Lord, these songs that we were singing today, joy, my fear don't stand a chance when I stand in your love what you've done for us righteousness we're just so thankful Lord I, I pray that those that have been weeping for the night 
today they find joy because that's what your, your word says. And you fulfill us, you complete us. And so we sing songs of praise to you because you bring us joy. 